Hello beautiful souls who are on their healing journey. This is Mel Rimsha. We're here to speak our truth through radical vulnerability. We look forward to sharing the most profound insights we have picked up along the way and provide you the tools in living your most abundant and joyful life. We're so excited you're joining us on our journey. How many of us have such a hard time being present? I feel like one of the biggest causes of suffering on earth is our lack of presence. And we are so deeply disconnected from our inner world that running like machines has become a norm. And to add to that, honoring the different phases in our life, there's so many different aspects that we'll talk about today with being present, such as moment to moment, each step we take, connecting all of that, being present with what our thoughts are, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And as well as the seasons in our life, the mm -hmm. different phases, which is kind of just a general overall time periods in our life. I'm like picturing, you know, as children, there's different ways that we live as children that for children, you want them to feel free to just express themselves, to figure out who they are, to play, not have really much responsibility, just be able to like just play and figure out what they love and to expose them to a, a variety of different things to see what really sticks and what they enjoy doing. And, you know, as you're growing up and you get into like, you know, when your hormones are starting to change and you're developing and, and then you're getting into teenager years and part of that phase is kind of that rebel kind of phase. You're figuring out how to separate from your parents and be your own person and be an individu individual and what that looks like. And having space to be able to do that, I think so often... And I'm not there yet, so there's not a lot I can say. I don't have teenagers yet. I'm getting close to that. But like I'm just thinking about it, of realizing like, okay, I don't want to have, I just hear so many people with their children, my friends that have teenagers, and it's this whole like hitting heads, this just frustration. It's just, it sounds just really rough going through that. And I'm just trying to figure out ways to honor that, knowing that that's a part of the developmental process mm -hmm. that's... There's no way around that. And the truth is they need to be able to figure out who they are. How are they going to live in this world if like they can't, like right now we're taking care of them as little children, but they've got to figure out how to be independent because in a few years they'll be 18 and they're going to be able to move out and make all their own decisions and figure that all out. So it's like, what's the healthy way to create this space in each phase and to be able to honor that and just let it be what it is, you know? Yeah, it's interesting you bring up honoring, especially that period of our lives, because those of us who didn't get to express ourselves fully, well, that shows up later in our lives, right? Like I've seen people in their 40s doing that and I acted out, I let my whole, like everything that I was missing out as a teenager when I was 25, 26, like that's pretty late, right? Like that's a time where, you know, I'm about to get married, I'm thinking about children, I'm, I'm, I've graduated college, I have a lot of responsibilities on hand, and you're just now acting out because you haven't gotten to this, make those mistakes or figure out who you are yeah. through, the, through that journey. So honoring that phase from, you know, teenager to adulthood, like that, that feels like that is the true transition and in standing in your truth, figuring out what that is outside of the domestication from culture and childhood. Yep. And this is what I realized when I'm sitting back thinking about it. The stakes are so much higher when we get older yeah. and the responsibilities are, are more and greater, you know? So it's like if you don't have a chance to be able to just feel what that feels like to 
have a safe rope in your home when you're when you are safe to be able to rebel to figure out like what buttons to push which ones not to push and but be able to come to a home to a space of just love and acceptance and unconditional love from your parents and family I think if you have that safe space you will always most likely come back and make the right decisions and I don't know I just know like when you're older once you have kids and you're married and you have kids if you didn't get that time to maybe play or date a lot of people or whatever it was you wanted to do the stakes are a lot higher if you're acting out if you're like married and then you have children Mm -hmm. and then you're going around lying to your spouse things like that like get it out of your system yeah when you're in that natural phase of life when you're curious and Mm -hmm. also like with honoring age because we're talking about those phases of our lives you know when I got to this this point where I feel like since last year my energy levels have shifted And there was a lot of self-frustration, like, no, why can't I go out for too long? Why do I have to be in bed by 10 p.m.? There's so many things that used to spark joy in me that I no longer can handle. I no longer have the endurance for it. And and it's it's not about, like, staying in your 20s anymore. It's about, you know, you're transitioning into a completely different, I feel like almost like stepping into a wise woman stage that requires a lot of stillness and rest. And honoring that and not seeing that as waste like we used to in our early 20s as teenagers. Like, I just, you have just so much energy. You want to be out all the time and making friends and uh, delving into a lot of interests that at this age you might not have the ability to. And not only like ability because you have kids or more responsibility. It's like truly honoring your, your battery system, your inner energy world, right? Which says that, no, I need you to go within a little bit more. And work more on conserving your energy. So whatever you put out is actually a lot more, uh, has, an, has an impact. You know, so honoring that age system too. I mean, even if we look at our, you know, to diverge a little bit, but the cosmetic world in this, in, in this, in this time period is that people have such a hard time accepting their gray hair or wrinkles or stretch marks, but they're beautiful. They represent your, your cycles that you've gone through. Right. And we try so hard to maintain, 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 maintain. But that's not what we're meant to do. We're meant Mm -hmm. to accept the flow. Right. So that's that's another thing that I see in in my friends group where in their like early 40s where they're seeing like massive shifts in their energy levels and also their their how they're looking visually and they become so insecure. But really, it's beautiful. And women who give birth, like, yes, your body's not going to be not no longer the same. And that's a really hard thing to accept. But also how beautiful it is. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad you pointed that out because so many of us, especially women, really kind of are concerned about that. And and it's true. We try to maintain what like what we look like in our 20s and we don't accept the changing, the just the evolution of how life really evolution, is. And that's yes. why like, I love how you started in the beginning. Like That's where so much of our pain is is because we want to stay in this certain phase and era and then we keep going back to like, well, gosh, if I could just be this again, and then the truth is once you get there, it's like, oh, I don't really have the energy for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's we romanticize things in our head. It's the grass is greener on the other side. And sometimes we fantasize about these things. It'd be so cool to have this experience. And then it's like we have that experience and we realize, oh, maybe it's not what I wanted. It was not anymore. what I really wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta let it go. Like let these seasons pass. And I just have an example for when I was, you know, I felt like my parents did a good job when I was a teenager and younger. They did give me the freedom of, you know, they gave me a curfew. Say my curfew was 12 o'clock. 
and then they would say, you know, you can go to your friend's house, do your thing. But if you're like in the middle of a movie or in the middle of something, you can message us and just let us know like, hey, we're, it's good. You know, we're going to be a little bit later. I'll be home at 1230 or one. They were fine with that for me extending the curfew. And I thought that was just really awesome that they did that. That seemed a healthy way to do that. But then I had other friends where their parents were like, oh, you'd be home at 12 o'clock. And literally if they were one minute late, their parents would ground them for two weeks. <clears throat> very, very strict. And when they did get older and get into college and move out on their own, they completely felt like, oh my gosh, I have freedom for the first time. And, and they weren't used to it before. So they like would stay up all night long. They were getting in trouble. They were like doing all these things because they were just really trying to like rebel against that. And I feel like because I had a little bit of flexibility and it wasn't this huge control issue with my parents, when I was in college, I, I had some of my roommates and friends that were staying up late. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. I got an early class. I didn't feel like I had to get anything out of my system. Mm-hmm. And that felt really good good to me. So I just think that's a good reminder to realize, you know, especially as parents, um, trying to be too controlling is going to cause the opposite reaction of what we really want. Yeah, And I think then the true challenge is how can we accept the changes that come in our lives? Because you know, every day we go to bed, you know, we're going through phases every single day and every single hour, our bodies are changing. And, and I mean, not to even mention the moon cycle that we go through as women and men go through their own hormonal cycle of sunrise to sunset. How do we honor the changes that are constantly happening? And in this world, like we are expected, the patriarchal world expects you to work the same, exist the same way you do every single day, 24, 7, 365 days, you know, so it's, is I don't know how we've done it for the past however many years. Well, I know. I think it's be, it was required for us to be numbed and deeply connect and disconnected from our emotional body and just completely shutting ourselves off so that we could show up and grind and grind and grind. But really, like, we're, you know, and, and we're talking about being present to what is happening in your life. You know, even women who are athletes, right? Like, all of a sudden, you're, you're pregnant and they're... If you're trying to put out the same way you have been, well, that's not, your body's no longer there. And I love when women embrace where they are and they're still working hard without expecting themselves to put out the same way. You know, it's it's accepting exactly where you are. Not, well, I used to do this, so I need to perform this way every single freaking day. Well, guess what? If you're bleeding, good luck. Mm-hmm. You're not meant to. You're not designed to. And actually, that's a beautiful thing because that that season of slowness is necessary. That that brings in a different purpose in your life, right? Like if we can dive into the age group phases that we go through, and then there's the the month phases that we go through as women, which is the four cycles that we have, and every single cycle brings out different versions of yourself. You're not the same even in that one month, right? As you're bleeding, you're shedding parts of yourselves that no longer serve. And that is extremely chaotic because a lot of the times, even the things that causes pain, we don't want to let go of. So we, our system is literally created so that we, are, we have the time to let go. I mean, you know, in my perfect world, if I could, I would give all women on earth like um, a week off when they have their menstruation. So they go sit out there, sit, sit by the river or, you know, free bleed and love themselves and pour, you know, and channel, connect to God, 
you know, that's the time to really do that. And then you've got different phases after that when you are meant to thrive. Your follicular cycle is like you go out there and you you are, you know, you're magnetic. That's a, like the perfect time to get into your masculine. We have our own balances, you know, and how a lot of us are so disconnected. That's why we have you know, we hate our periods, we hate that we bleed every month, we get frustrated that we can't put out the same way like we used to, the rest of the month, we, we, we get, we get so scared when that time is coming up, we get frustrated with ourselves, we, it just, we have such a bad relationship with our cycles. It's so true, and then we compare ourselves to men, and we're like, gosh, men are so lucky, they don't have to do this, and it's like, we're, rejecting this piece of us we're angry about it rather than yeah. accepting it making peace with it realizing how beautiful it is how this is a beautiful thing that we have you know this creative part of us and anyways yeah we just we try to we really do this society that we live in is so we are trying so hard to all live in this masculine and it's not meant to do that you know mm-hmm. and there's divine feminine and masculine in all of us but I feel like we're so de- disconnected, men and women, especially men. You know, we're so disconnected from the feminine within us, which mm-hmm. is going with the flow, which is trusting, surrendering. And that's where I think there's so many problems in this world right now is we need that. Yeah. We're getting all in headspace because there's we're seeing there's so much great things we can create with our brains and our minds but we're not realizing like, oh, not expense to shutting out our heart. Mm-hmm. They need to be integrated. We need both of them. And we need to flow with that. Yeah. And also remembering that we're human beings, not human doers, mm-hmm. right? Like that we, all of us, like including myself, have such a hard time being still. Personally, I love, I love resting. I'm required to rest a lot, but I feel like a failure to people around me who have a lot more energy. Like, oh my God, am I failing them? When I know that I show up best when I get to have like the 60% of my time by myself in nature or resting and honoring myself. Like, you know, if you go back to ancient wisdom, the way shamans used to channel medicine, you know, how, why do we have combo and mushrooms and ayahuasca, all these all these medicines that we know, the plant didn't necessarily talk to us. It was, you know, shams would gather and they would the, the masculine would hold space for women to go channel. I mean, women are natural channelers. And and honestly, a lot of us, a lot of women are cannot channel. Why? Because we're so disconnected to our inner world that we have, uh, and because we're disconnected with, with our inner world, we are disconnected from God. And if you're disconnected, like you are not, your your vessel is not clear enough to bring in the messages from the divine to heal this planet. And so shamans were really good at holding space for the women to go out there sitting in a circle under a moon, sit in medicine and ask like, okay, what do we need to bring? And that's how they would bring in these things, which is really, really, really powerful. A lot of these um, revolutionary concepts that we see they're not scientific. They weren't made in a lab. They didn't just sit out there and tested every single mushroom to see which one was the one that was connecting us to God, to the one. No, it was channeled. It was purely channeled. Like combo is a very interested, um, it's a frog secretion that basically you have a frog and you, you know, squeeze its palm and it secrete this, this, uh, this substance, which is a um, bioactive peptide. And how do we know what to do with this frog? Well, mm-hmm. the 
they, the shamans channeled that this is the frog that has this medicine. This is what it's going to help you with. They don't have this medicines that we have. And and so why I talk, I didn't even like ayahuasca vine and bufo, right? Like it's a toad. You squeeze the gland. This thing comes out. You let it freeze and you smoke it. And then you, how do we know these things? They're not, in, there's no labs in the Amazon jungle. And, you know, I guess, and I'm diverging a little bit, but I get so concerned about how the masculine, the patriarchy, I shouldn't say the masculine, the patriarchy on earth, they're, the politicians, the government, in all parts of the world are trying to wipe out as much nature as we can. And I think part of it is like they're aware of the wisdom that comes from it and they want to disconnect us and, and the, the normal, their normal population disconnect from their inner being, but also from the wisdom that we can source from these plants, right? And that's all to do with control and money, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're currently, like in Brazil, trying to wipe out these rainforests, which like, these are the only, there's such a small amount of people on earth left who are still connected to the ancient healing modalities. This is the way we used to live. We honored the way, and this was so hard for me to accept when I was diving into being more in my feminine, was realizing that, oh my gosh, I was created to be and to surrender and trust and flow just like I'm, my phases are allowing myself to flow into the cycles that I'm in versus trying to just like, be a marine be an engineer that was required to perform every single day a certain way i mean i was putting out so much i mean my cup has been empty my whole life you know and but we're not created this way and i was not channeling i was coming from a place of ego i was coming from a place of pride and and hurt and pain it's all a trauma response as a, as a collective and it all goes back to the lack of presence we're not present to what is happening with us, we're so stuck in the way things used to be or the way we think we want things to be that we're forgetting that not only I am in this stage where I am, you know, in my Saturn return, where things are going to be very aggressive for me and big, big time shifting, right? We're, we're not disconnected from the cosmic world. We are it, right? We are the goddess. We are the gods. And, and then seeing where I am in the cycle, where I am in the day, what is happening in my life and, and expecting myself accordingly. Not like, well, I'm going through hard times where I'm still expecting, expecting myself to perform in the same exact way. And that requires one, honoring yourself and two, communicating to the community around you and asking for support. It's all connected to the lack of presence that we have. Yeah. And, and then when we get more specific too with just each day and each moment. Like that's something I've been trying to be more mindful of too. And that's what it takes is just mindfulness. You know, like I realize I am a fast, efficient person. And you know, you point this out a lot too. You're like, man, you eat so fast. I talk fast. I walk fast. Everything. <laughs> I've kind of always been like that. And as I've done like my work and working on my inner, you know, kind of healing some of my layers, it has slowed me down. And I still have those patterns. And so just being mindful, like when I eat my food, you know, I'm trying to like put my hands on my heart, slow my, you know, slow myself down, say like, this is a moment to slow down and really connect with my meal. And then just have gratitude that I even have this food. There's people that live all over that don't, you know, just be grateful that I have this and I smell the food mm-hmm. and then I slow down and then just really trying to just be grateful. And there's times I find myself wanting to grab my phone or do something else. Like I just always am wanting to like multitask and that. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just not present. I'm like, 
wow, that's one I'm really having to work hard on and realizing, okay, this is a hard one. And I, you know, so, and then I realize when I'm driving, like I'm thinking about something else. I'm somewhere else. I'm like, Mel, like pay attention when you're driving. Hate driving with her. I love you, but hate driving with you. I feel so nauseous because I can tell you are in thousand places at once. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. And that's where I get to, and this is fair, that's fair. That's where I really need to practice just being mindful and saying like, hey, Mel, when you're driving, just be there pay attention to like what's around you don't go in autopilot because I know where to go like so many of us do that and we're like I don't even know how I got here it was so fast we're <laughs> chatting the whole time or just thinking about something else or whatever but just like paying it looking around look at the trees look at the houses you know and just really connecting with in the present like I'm driving so be driving have my mind and my heart and my energy all focusing yeah. on that and when I'm eating my food and honestly, I natu- I pop out of that so quickly. And so I'm working on being more mindful with that. So how does that cause you suffering, this lack of presence? Well, I can feel it. Even when I'm driving and it's like I'm trying to do something else, I can feel like a little bit of anxiety anxious, in my body. Yeah. I can feel the anxious feeling. But I don't know why I just allow it. I think I'm used to it. And it's because I get so excited for that next thing, that next goal. It's like I don't this driving isn't fun for me. I want to get the driving done so then I can go work on the project I want to work on what we're creating. It's just like, I'm always excited for that. I'm always thinking about that next thing. And that's kind of how I've been a lot of my life too. I've never been like stuck in the past kind of a person and dwell on the past. I just let it go, but I'm very much future oriented. What am I going to do in the future? What about these goals? And I achieve a lot. I accomplish a lot. Cool. That is great. And, but not to the expense of me not being present. It's not, it's not really a good thing being stuck in the present or the past either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Being in the past or being in the future, trying to be there. Like you're never going to be there. The present is right here, right now. And anyways, I find myself being caught in it and I don't have it mastered yet. Just sharing, you know, the reality of it. And I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to that too. So it's kind of like, Hey, let's work on this together. Mm Mm-hmm. And hey, guess what? You will still get everything done. I promise you. Because I have been in that space of like having so much to do and tying my worth to my productivity and the ideas that come through me that I would be doing like 10 things at once. And I felt like the coolest person on earth. And I was like, wow, I can do this. But really, my life has started becoming more clear and everything was with purpose. Instead of doing 10,000 things, I was doing everything with so much love you know let's not forget that we are we are energetic human we're energe- energetic beings and that means every energy that we put into whatever we're doing that's what we are that's why we a lot of us are so used to constant anxiety and constant depression that has become the norm as a globe yeah it's not a, it's not a it's feels like a new thing you know because everybody's in that state because we are because of technology which is a curse and a gift we are also like trying to run as fast as our phones run as fast as our computers and listen and i honestly it's becoming for me personally hard to be on this earth because everybody around me is so fast and i'm just like a very meticulous slow person i and that was a that was a place that i had to work really hard to get there and i never want to let go of it because i tell you what like since I've learned into being in my feminine and honoring the cycles where I am 
you know, where I thrive harmonically, harmonically, no, with, with hormones, you know, I'm, I, I can be more in my masculine. When I honor that part of me, I, I live such a beautiful, like, I really love that I honor myself. You know, my, I, I dream so much every night and I'm always like astral projecting, going out there, doing, doing work. So for me, it's so important for me to like get a lot of rest and, a lot of people don't and like Melinda she runs off of like a lot of energy like we went to a summer fest recently and her husband and I are more alike and then she like feeds if there's more energy she will feed off of it and she's just like and it's powerful so it's really good to partner with a person like that and then I bring in the balance of slowing down because I need to shut down I need to be by myself I really thrive being by myself or in small groups and I thrive just being still. Why? Why is it that I thrive? That's, and I promise you, that's not how I used to be my whole life. Because I was in such a masculine, heavy world for most of my life. It was because I started to realize that I love my higher self. I love that my, that my life has a more bigger purpose than just trying to get things done. Yeah. That my purpose is literally being um, my existence. And Melinda was one of the first people in my life to tell me that. She would write me notes and saying like... You know, it's beautiful that you've done this, 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 but also like it's just incredible that you just are who you are because that's what makes the world a better place. And that is so true for not just me, for every being on earth. When you are just being, which means you are so present, you are vibrating at that space, you're no longer scattered. Your soul isn't scattered. Your your molecular being isn't scattered because being around anxious people make you anxious. So when I'm, I don't like to eat next to you, honestly, because you're like, I'm like, oh dear God, because I eat very slow. I eat very, very slow. And when I'm driving, I'm literally just driving. When I'm reading, I'm just reading. And it's, you know, and I will tell you like how much joy that exists in being with what you have. You know, and time is not a real thing. Like it really isn't. And our bodies need that skill to know that. But for somebody who astral projects so much, like I have seen how massive shifts that we can create if we just, one of the biggest medicines you can bring onto earth is being in joy state. How do you be in joy state? You got to let go of the anxiety. How do you let go of the anxiety? You have to learn to be where you are and why that also matters is that life is not easy you will experience death you will experience loss you will experience failures and in those moments you can be bogged down with those things and can't immediately go into solution mode or you could just be very present and see what is around you like even yesterday was a we were gonna go on a lake and do all these like really fun thing on a wave runner and and it was really disheartening because it was a really cold day. And we started bitching about it. And then Melinda was like, you know what? I know this cool place. Like, let's go on a hike. And both of us were like instantly full of joy because we were in the mountains. We're, we're like being soaked up by nature, the dirt. And she's like clearing the trail and being present with it. And we saw the, these wildflowers and like, honestly it's easy to say like be present and look at the good things around you when people are literally struggling to have food on their table but I promise you there's a way through I grew up with nothing I even like this one story that I still hold on to is like being in Nepal where there was there was an earthquake and people have nothing and they're like living in tents and rain is miserable there it rains so much on monsoon monsoon season 
I hated it until I saw these kids like run around in a puddle and they're completely naked and they're just being joyful. They're, they're not worried about the food on their table or the lack of clean water. That's, that's being present. And I know this is an exaggerated um, example, but I really, you know, urge you all to learn to love where you are in your life, where you are in your moon cycle, women out there, and just honor that completely. And to remember that we are enough just by being and existing. We don't need to prove anything. There is no, I don't believe that there's someone over us wanting us, like a ruler, someone over this world that's wanting us just to jump through all these hoops and do all these things to prove that we're enough. It's just existing. Mm -hmm. And what a, I mean, how, I can't picture a greater gift than each of us figuring out how to just be present and feel enough that we are enough as we are and that we get to just be and feel what that feels like. And that ripple effect, how is that going to feel with our kids? If our kids see us just being and being present and going with the flow and what feels right to us, that's beautiful. That's calming. Like, isn't that what we want in this world? This calming energy. And you just don't get that feeling like you have to prove yourself and jump through all these hoops and do all these things. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, mindfulness is such a beautiful practice. And that's why yoga is becoming a popular thing and meditation that a lot of us didn't do before. That's why that is starting to become more popular is because there's really something to that slowing down. It's not about doing more, running Mm -hmm. faster. Yeah. And also, you know, the doing our ability to move our limbs and make things happen is a gift that we're honestly there to create from inspiration, not need. Like we all of us wake up and we have this giant to-do list. How many of those things are actually relevant to your purpose, right? So mm-hmm. I think I really believe like, and this is where I'm tapping into where everything that I do has to have this deeper purpose that is connected to my being, not disconnected from it, not because people like that if I do 10,000 other things that just look cool. It's not about that. It has to come from the source. It has to come from joy and inspiration, right? And that's that's why we have the ability to do so. That's why it doesn't drain us when you do things that you love, right? So that's, that's a really necessary th- thing to talk about. And also, you know, I want to add something that was really life-changing for me was uh, discovering human design. And you can, we can probably put it in the subject line in the, in the caption so that we can put it up somewhere so you guys can click on it and get your see what your design is uh, basically what that is is that on this earth there's four different dis- human designs which is reflectors projectors manifestors and manifesting generators and then generators so five and the reason why this was really really intru- like I really really needed to hear this was because um, it changed the way I was working I have been living my life like Melinda who is a manifester through and through. And that's her true design, meaning she has a lot of energy of her own and she can go on and on and on, right? Like this is, is a very powerful thing. And as a manifester, she is designed in a very feminine way. So she doesn't have to get expe- specific. She just has to clear get clear on what she wants. And the thing is, a lot of, all of us are expected to run like manifester because they are the majority on earth them and generating manifestors or generators we will have to bring on somebody who's a human design expert because it's such an important um, conversations to have that can help you be guided into 
living being aligned to who you are energetically so i am a projector which is around 22 percent on this earth and then my partner he's a reflector which is one percent on earth and the way we're created is not to work in that way and the thing is that even though we have different energy system it is to produce similar results so for Melinda, she has to go on and she, she thrives in big crowds. She thrives in social environments and and she will produce the same result as me when I'm alone in nature, which is really, really, really interesting to me. But what that requires for me is to be 60% of the time alone and being in nature and resting as much as I can, which is like how many of us honor that, right? Like, yes, we are a small population on earth, but projectors and reflectors are literally sent to be the guy, the seer on earth. And the manifestors are the one who are making shit happen. They're, they're, they're making the earth evolve, revolve. And we're the, we're the ones here to revolve, to evolve the world earth. <laughs> Anyways, I will bring we need in each other. I will. Yes, we need <laughs> each other. Yes. But not without sacrificing the way we work. Like I just don't have, my own energy system like I feed off of hers um, but the best way for me to be full of energy and to create from a place of inspiration is to be in nature that's why it's so hard for me to be home and it was I grew up in the cities I grew up drained that's all I knew all I knew was go 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 being drained hyper function and every part of my being knew that this was not for me I mean, my siblings love being in nature, sorry, in, in, in the cities. And I literally is suffocating for me. And now that I learn about human design, I am living aligned to it. And at first it was really triggering because projectors are, you're not supposed to penetrate and go in and, and show up. That's how manifestors are designed to do. Projectors are literally told that you have to wait and be seen. And then you will be selected and chosen to be a leader. Which was so triggering for me. I'm like, whoa, what? But then I decided that, okay, let me give it a try. And I tried being a projector for a year and like really honoring my energy system. And you know, like it's been so much more effortless. I don't need to do anything. All I truly have to do is be. That's crazy. I seriously, Mel knows, I just sit back and I just do me and people will reach out to me. They'll call me in. Like, I really don't work that hard. It's great. But I have spent most of my life like, go, go, go. Try to like, you know, make people see me. Like, please see me. Please see me. I swear. I have I have wisdom. I have, guide, I have guidance. God speaks to me and it's like, nobody will hear you. They will look at you like you're a weirdo. But then you've got people like Melinda and all of my current friends who like, truly see me and they invite me in their circle and their trap as a guide versus me trying to force my way through which is not what how I'm designed to do you know and then you've got reflectors who are one percent of this population and they are literally created like Casper everything on this earth flows through them so they're feeling for the collective and every work that they do on themselves they heal the planet how powerful is that so if you're a reflector out there, how powerful it is that you get to do this for the world and you get to show people the aspects of themselves that they can't see. You are a mirror to the world. Manifestors are not mirrored. They are the creators. They are the generators. But reflectors are just mirrors. They will show you the worst parts of yourself and the most beautiful parts of yourself. And it can be very, very harsh. They are hard people to be around. And their lives are very, very... They have no... 
defined system, meaning they will reflect back whoever you are and they can't help it. And, you know, so it's it's really cool to see that. And um, for me, like that was really life changing. I really needed to hear that, hey, it's okay that you need to rest because I need to rest so much. And I travel and, you know, a lot of projectors are psychics and they're and they're they're deeply connected to the to the cosmos and they they're natural channelers, which I am like through and through. But I was so exhausted most of my life that whatever I would channel, I would just it was just coming from a place of ego. Or I would be too exhausted to deeply connect. I had to numb myself. So you don't have to do that. And you can still be around people who have such incredible energy system like manifestors like Melinda. And we make a really good duo. We have such good balance. And and as a channeler, as a or as she calls me, like the golden nugget pooper person in this business, is is really incredible. And she like comes up with the she's like the mastermind behind all of this, which is so incredible to have. So we all have our value and purpose and benefits and no one is worse than the other or better than the other and for me I am you know I'm we're doing this episode to empower you to just be who you are exactly how you were made and that's just one resource that you could use to get insight into who you are and how you work I love that I'm so glad that you brought that to this episode today and it's another reminder too to everyone to not compare yourself to others because there's no point of it. You know, like we are so different how we work, the way we sleep, when we have energy, when we don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but it, it brings balance to each other. We learn from one another, you know, and same like with the food thing, I'm like, yes, like I do eat quickly and I do things quickly. And so I want you to like remind me to oh, yeah. say, Hey, Mel, let's be present, slow down, enjoy your food, you know, Yeah, and do it, it in your loving way. And even the way you dance, it's like super like boom, boom, boom. Like you're a dance, break dance. That's what they call break dancer. Yeah. She's, I'm she's all, the, cool, all the dancing. She's the coolest. <laughs> That's what power is her thing. And for me, it's like the complete opposite. I'm like mm-hmm. a sensual dancer. Even the way I eat my fruit, it has to be like slow and juicy. And like, ha- <laughs> everything has to turn me on. Like, like what are you doing to that fruit? <laughs> What is happening? What are you doing to that strawberry? And that's how I am. Like everything has to turn me on. Otherwise I'm not doing it. Like it's, but it's so awesome that I can finally own that I, I live. My purpose is to create out of the space of pleasure. I don't eat food if I don't like it. I literally can't, you know, so everything has to turn me on. It has to be in a place of like pleasure through which I can channel openly through which I can create beautiful things. Otherwise, like, me being forced to do anything, it just, it's a, it's a shit can fire. Yeah, I love that. Well, and that's something that we've been able to work together through mm-hmm. and communicate through is for me, I, when I go to bed, it's around 11 every night. My body knows. I'm like, oh, it must be around 11. I've got to go to sleep. And I'm I am tired. wide awake. <laughs> so I, yeah. So I sleep and I sleep solidly, soundly, like all through the night. And I need my eight to nine hours and I don't have, I don't remember any of my dreams. I'm just solid sleeping. And Rim is so completely different where, yeah, she gets like her second wind late at night, which is like my husband too. And then she's up. So she's like, hey, let's, let's record some episodes tonight. I'm like, nope, <laughs> we can't go past like six o'clock probably. I know. And I'm done. But you know, for you, you dream a lot. You have nightmares. You like are traveling at night. It's totally different for me. 
So how could you be expected? Yeah, I wake up tired. You wake up tired and that blows my mind. I'm like refreshed and ready to go. I've got my husband that's walking around like a zombie until he gets his coffee in him. I'm like, hey, let's chat. Let's let's go. And it's and we're like, you can't no. do that, you know? <laughs> no. So we've got to learn how to like accept one another, mm-hmm. hold space for one another, communicate. What do you need? What do I need? And figure out how to work together and not be forceful with one another. And for you too, if you're not sleeping at night, then we need to figure out like, okay, you might need to rest in the middle of the day. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's get to work. But one way is not right. One way is not wrong. It's just working together and working not comparing ourselves, not judging others, holding space, showing love and acceptance and just knowing we are all so different. We're all so different. So just respecting that and respecting each other. Yeah. And it all goes back to why we are suffering on this earth because we're all trying to be like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Just be who you are and we will share all the tools that we can as we go along learning to be more present and learning to accept our life as this loving space, even in the times of suffering, even in the times where there's a lot of pain happening um, because we're also human beings. Uh, but our desire is to share this wisdom with you and knowing that you truly are perfect just the way you are. Yep, and you are good enough. You are enough right here, yeah. right now. Just being and existing is pretty beautiful because not everybody can say that. Thank you for listening to the Mel and Rimsha Her Story podcast. If you found value in our life experiences and shares, then please like, subscribe, and share this with your loved ones who may also benefit. Follow us on the socials at Mel and Rimsha. From our heart to yours, with love and gratitude, we will see you on the next episode.